The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use promo code SGPNBA to get 10% off of everything in the SGPN Store. Drivers, start your Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb on the eve of one of the best races in the circuit on the tracks on whatever it is it is of course it's dega baby it is the Geico 500, and we are here to break down all of their betting picks, and we are excited to do so. Cody, he is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. I was super excited. I just wanted to get that out of the way. <laughs> Rod, I am so pumped up. I love super speedways for multiple reasons. They are unpredictable. Anybody can win. Everybody's got a shot. It's action-packed almost every lap. Always great racing from a fan aspect. Some of the best racing, in my opinion, because they're it's it's constant action. They're going so fast. Everything is down to the millimeter, and one small mistake can ruin half the field's day. From a betting side of things, it's so much fun because, as you're going to see from my card, you're just throwing little darts out there and hoping to hit something big. Hit Corey LaJoy 22 to 1 at Atlanta for Top Chevrolet hoping to continue that streak and hit some more fun stuff like that this weekend. But it can be treacherous to bet too because anything can happen. Anybody can wreck any time, and that makes it really hard as well. So it's a, it's a fun combination of everything, super speedways, and it's one of those weeks too where like going into super speedways, and we'll talk about this in a minute, but your mindset just has to be you're going to lose it all. And so there's no pressure. It's not like, oh, man, I had you know I had the guy that was so good like, there's not one guy that's so good on most super speedways. And even if he is, like, you have to expect him to get passed. You have to expect him to get wrecked. Like, it's just no pressure. You go out, you have fun, you throw some tickets out there, you hit something big. It's fun. If you don't, it's expected. That's super speedway racing. It, these these are my fa- I get the most pumped up for super speedway races, Rob. Well, it's just because of the possibility of anything and everything. It's a day where Corey LaJoy can make a sighting and actually be relevant for a day. And uh, and you could make money off of Corey LaJoy. And that's that's about the the I guess the best analogy that you can make for a super speedway is that all of your hopes and dreams can come true. And uh, more often than not. They do. I mean, we've seen Bubba Wallace take a win here. We've seen JJ Yaley. We've seen Michael McDowell take some speed super speedway wins. Like guys that you Have don't know. Normally... JJ Yaley. Is this one of those? Or not JJ Yaley. Justin Haley. Justin Haley. <laughs> I was gonna say. 
I know he won the 2009 F1 championship. <laughs> but, uh, I don't think he's made it to victory. Lane I'm sorry, yet, J- uh, Justin Haley, JJ Haley. I mean, listen, man. When- I think Justin Haley actually used to be JJ Haley, but they changed it to go just Justin because the whole JJ thing with Haley. So see, it's you know. I can see why you got confused there. I mean, listen, I, I get my kids confused, and so I, I can understand <laughs> why I would get other people's kids confused. So, um, good, good yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it is Talladega. This is, of course, the second true super speedway race of the, uh, uh, the third. Well, okay, I <laughs> I know, I know, Atlanta is still a super speedway, but for the purists out there that will not admit yeah. that Atlanta is a super speedway, well, they're wrong, but that's. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is the so, okay let's call this the traditional super speedway let's put let's okay. put it that way i'll give you that the second <laughs> traditional super speedway coming off of uh of course a short track now the large expansive uh talladega track is is awaiting them there was a lot of tempers after last week uh we've seen some some crazy things and crazy news announced uh since since the last what 20 or 24 hours even um, I know you got one story that you're sitting on right now, Cody. What 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 happened to Colleague? Yeah, so, biggest biggest story of the day is Colleague. So they had their final appeal today, and from my understanding, the way this works is in the appeal, your innocent until proven guilty, right? So Colleague comes in, NASCAR has to say this is why we think they did this, and convict them like you know like a prosecutor would. And Colleague is on the defense there. When it comes to the final appeal, you've already been proven guilty. Now it's the opposite, right? Colleague has to go in and prove why they're not guilty. And then NASCAR says, well, you know, here's why we still think they are. So from the sounds of this, Colleague went in, NASCAR went in, and NASCAR told the appeals board, basically, let's go ahead and just reverse this. We don't have an argument. And it got reversed. So Colleague, or I guess not completely reversed, but they still lose the $100,000 fine, the four-race suspension. But if you remember, Hendrick had gotten all their 100 points restored. Colleague had only got 25 restored and had still lost 75. So now they have regained the 75 driver points, the 75 owner points, and the 10 playoff points as well. Uh, NASCAR released a statement. NASCAR believes Colleague Racing committed the violations documented in the penalty notice, that the penalties were appropriate, and that the three-person appeals panel ruled correctly when hearing uh, the colleague appeal on April 5th. However, in the interest of treating our competitors fairly, NASCAR today requested that final appeals officer remove the race and playoff points from the penalty. The colleague and Hendrick Motorsports violations involved the same modified part found during the same race weekend. With fairness and consistency top of mind, NASCAR requested that the final appeals officer match the final Hendrick Motorsports penalty. So I think that that is a good thing. I mean, obviously. Everyone was outraged, right? NASCAR loves Hendrick so much, even though NASCAR has nothing to do with the appeals board and all of that stuff. But it has been NASCAR went in and said, hey, we don't think it's fair. Let's make it fair. We still think they're guilty. But And so everybody agreed to that. Colleague seems to be happy with that result. Again, a monetary fine sucks. But when uh, you have a billionaire as your owner in Chris Rice, or, or Matt Call Chris Rice, the GM, but Matt Colleague, rather, he he has a lot of money. So uh, <laughs> I don't think they're too concerned about that part of things. Getting the points restored is huge for the team. So, uh, yeah, that's obviously the, the biggest news in NASCAR today. That's like somebody reaching into my change drawer and grabbing about 50 cents. I'm pretty sure that's about how much that hurts to him. You might not even uh, notice that it's gone. You'd be like, <laughs> oh, wow. So, I mean, I, I reached in my wallet and I didn't see the $100,000. That's weird. Okay, well, oh, well, I'll just go grab another one from the ATM. That's, that's fine. No big deal. 
Exactly. So, um, all right, we're going to talk a little bit more about everything that there is to talk about and set up the race, of course, for this weekend. But first, we must take a break so we can tell you about Underdog Fantasy because we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NBA and NHL playoffs are here, and what better way to get down on some player prop parlays than over at Underdog Fantasy? Besides daily NHL, NBA, and MLB games, they've also already got NFL best ball drafts with a guaranteed half million dollars in prizes so you can pay that $100,000 fine when it hits. Head over to underdogfantasy.com, use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. So, of course, like I said, we are at the Talladega Super Speedway in Talladega, Alabama. The Geico 500, 188 laps around this 2.660 mile paved track for 500.0 or 080 miles. I read, I promise I do. Uh, so again, it is action packed. It is restrictor plate racing. It is pack racing, I suppose, if we really want to call it. Uh, specifically tempered spacers, tempered <laughs> spacers, whatever the technical term is. We all know it as restrictor plate. Uh, but, you know, again, last year on this very race, the Geico 500, six cautions for 28 laps, uh, believe it or not. Uh, the yeah. margin of victory, though, 0. 0.105 seconds, 41 lead changes, 8,000. And 25 green flag laps. The pole speed was 180. The average speed of this race was 148. And Ross Chastain busted his first melon of the season on Talladega Super Speedway. His second melon, because he had already won. Oh, that's right. That's right. I'm sorry. Don't forget a 40 to 1 hit at Coda last year, Rod. Come on. (laughs) I'm I'm lost. But yes, he busted a watermelon. It was his second second, one. His second watermelon, but still a great watermelon. Yes. Um, There are. Only 38 entries for this race, so all of for the cup race, that is. So everybody will qualify. Uh, notable car changes or, or guys in certain numbers this week. Riley Herbst is in the 15 car for Rick Ware Racing. Uh, so strange, but so Zane Smith, this was one of his scheduled races for um, front row, right? Uh, in the 38 car, replacing Todd Gilland. Well, then after that, the front row decided to add the 36 car, which they ran at, at Daytona back into the mix and put Todd Gilland in that car. So Zane Smith is going to be in the 38, which is Gilland's normal ride, right? Other than the five races he's going to miss on that car. So Zane Smith will have all of Gilland's crew chief and spotter and crew members. And then Gilland goes over to the 36 to have in that car, whatever that's, that is what it is. Uh, 2009 F1 champion, JJ Yaley. By the way, too, if you think that we're just crazy for saying that, because I've noticed some people very confused because it's been obviously floating around in the NASCAR world. But during Fox practice last week, they put up a graphic and it was obviously the leftover. I think Jensen Button was the actual like champion from then and leftover graphic from when he was in the car. And uh, it said J.J. Yaley, 2009 F1 world champion. The Wikipedia page got uh, changed to... <laughs> JJ Yaley, Rick Ware Racing was credited with the Constructors Championship. So that's been a, a fun thing going through the NASCAR world. Uh, and then Austin Hill is going to be in the Beard Motorsports 62 car. That is the final additional entry slash driver change, I guess, for this race. Uh, just for, for reference points as we head into the weekend. Because you can bet on anybody. You can bet on everybody. There is not necessarily a very bad to make uh, in this race, Rob. 
Uh, no, there is not, in fact. And and we talked about this earlier, and we'll probably talk about it again. Uh, but yeah, Riley, or Riley Herbst in that 15, that's, that's very interesting. Uh, obviously, J.J. Yaley, like you said, is in that 51. That's going to be... Herbst finished 10th at the Daytona 500 in that same Rick Ware car. Yep. So. I was going to say, we'll and, talk and about I mean, him we soon. saw, yeah, Cody Ware finished good in the Rick Ware. Like, any, it, it, when we say anybody, and so just to, to dive into that quickly, so this is our... <laughs> Again, if you didn't listen to the recap show, go back and listen to the recap show. If you're worried about transparency, we talk every week about the bets we lose. When we have bad weeks, we talk about it all on that show. A little bit of a rant from us at the beginning of the show, but go back and listen to that. But uh, more so than, of course, any week, you're a responsible adult. Make sure you're gambling responsibly. But at Super Speedways, even more important, you've got to go into this just assuming every bet is going to be lost. And like I said at the top of the show, that's what makes this so much fun. There's no pressure in the bets. You're not really – you'll have a sweat because when you got Corey LaJoy 250-1 to one at Atlanta last year and he's leading with two laps to go, I was sweating that one, okay? But uh, as far as like you're just expecting to lose them all, you've got to go into it with that mindset at a super speedway because anything can happen. Guys will get wiped out. Somebody will be running top five all day. With three laps to go, they're going to get wrecked. It's going to happen. Like it – now, the fall race at Talladega here, very, very, very mild. There was almost no wrecking. That was uh, very uh, out of the normal, right? So so make sure that you you go into it with this mindset, specifically more so this weekend than any other weekend with the Super Speedway thing. Also, there is a list of commandments for Super Speedway betting. There is actually one commandment on that list. That commandment is fade Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson has won the last three races was one of the best cars at the race. He didn't win at Bristol dirt before he had issues late. He has been good. He's on a run. That's great. That's all wonderful. He fucking sucks at super speedways. We'll talk about it in a minute, but that doesn't mean you just invest everything on Kyle Larson to lose because he did finish fourth in this very race last season. That's his only ever good finish on the super speedway, but it happened. So it is possible for it to happen. And, 95% of the race, he's going to be mixing it up with the leaders. He's going to be out front. You're going to be like, that guy's an idiot. Why did he say that Kyle Larson sucks? And then within the last 5% of the race, he will find his way into a wreck or have some type of problem if he hasn't already wrecked out. So just uh, things to watch going into this weekend. Yeah, and really, honestly, this is one of those instances where, especially at Talladega, you just you have to wait and hold your breath for something big to happen. And listen, last week was a very heated race, you know, and these guys, I know they've had time to cool down, but you get back in the car and stuff starts to come back to you. So I'm not going to say that there's not a lot. There's been less give and take this year than I remember in a very long time with drivers. And on a super speedway, that is, you know, Daytona is one thing because Daytona, you got the glitz and the glamour of Daytona. Like there's a lot of, of nerves because it's the first race of the season. And then, you know, you get in the car. It's the first time you've been in it for a while racing against other people. That's different. But now we're at Talladega. Now we've had, what, nine races already. Now we've had some bad blood. Now we've had some tempers. Now we've had Martinsville last week, Richmond. We've had all these short tracks, Bristol, right? Lots of close quarters racing, Atlanta, even in the pack racing, like, We've had some heat, and now we go to Talladega where the heat will not just be on the track but in the car because I'm sure Talladega is not going to be a very cool place this uh, this weekend. So I don't think we have to worry about weather. 
uh, for Talladega. But I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, this is going to be a very, very, very chippy race. And I think we're going to see a lot of pushing, a lot of shoving. And, I mean, we're going to see bump drafting anyways, right? But I think there's going to be a lot more uh, side drafting and very close side drafting, if, if I'm being honest. And a lot of guys trying to uh, reassert themselves in the conversation as they've been sort of shoved out uh, over the last few weeks. Yeah, and uh, you know, like I said earlier, the fall race here was, I mean, one of the cleanest super speedway races I've ever seen. But keep in mind, you're already in the playoffs, right? So there's nobody trying to get their their final shot to get into the playoffs in that race. The guys who are in the playoffs just trying to make it to the end of the day, save as many points as they can. Everybody's kind of keeping back. At that point, Kurt Busch had had a concussion, was missing races. I believe it was like the week before that, maybe. Alex Bowman suffered his concussion and was out now. Um, and there was all the talk about the danger of these cars and, and what can they do to make these guys not be sitting out. And so I think everybody was just like, let's take a step back. Let's just get through this race and get home. And I think that's what we saw. Now you fast forward, right? We've had two super speedway races already this season. Some people's seasons have started great. Some people's seasons have started absolutely horribly. There is going to be so many desperate guys in this race and there's no top 30 rule anymore. So and a guy like Corey LaJoy, I don't think will be over aggressive, but you look at guys that have had horrible starts to their season, right? Uh, a guy like uh, Austin Sindrick has, has had a pretty rough start for the most part. He knows he can get it done on super speedways. That's his one cup series win, right? He's going to be aggressive. Guys like Brad Keselowski are always aggressive on super speedways, right? Uh, guys like Eric Jones, we've seen legacy motor club, like have been just absolute trash this year. He's very, very good on super speedways. He's going to be probably overly aggressive. There's a lot of guys that have this race circled a big red marker. They can win and all NASCAR keeps tweeting out. People are locked into the playoffs. I don't understand how they don't understand their own system. If you have one win, you're not locked into the playoffs yet. If you have two wins, you're locked into the playoffs. One win does not lock you into the playoffs until we don't have enough races with enough winners left. Again, that's another rant for somebody needs to somebody needs to teach the uh, social media interns how that works, but another another story for another day. Anyways, this is essentially winning almost punches your playoff ticket, right? That's You're in the playoffs for now, at least. So I think that there is going to be a lot of desperation. There's going to be guys making moves, and I don't expect a race like we had here in the fall. I think this is going to be a race full of chaos, which can be good and bad for your bets, depending on how things go, right? I mean, this is what we're here for, right? This is what everybody's here for. Just the the ebb and flow of uh, tr of pack racing, of restrictor plate racing, uh, whatever you want to call it, of tempered spacing racing, uh, and and it's Talladega. I mean, they made a movie about it for a reason. Ricky Bobby raced this race and had it circled for a reason. Uh, the only way he could beat uh, old old French uh, driver was on Talladega. So um, we're definitely about to see it. And uh, let's uh, let's get to some bets, shall we? Let's set up some uh, bets. I got a big card. I texted Rod earlier today. I told him he was got to make the sheet bigger because uh, there's so many bets I like that uh, it's, there's not enough space on there for me. No, there is not enough space. And in fact, Cody made his own 16 more. I just, uh, yeah, I I, he, <laughs> I did not abide by Rod's number of bets this week. There's a lot of them, a lot of big odds. Again, we'll talk about it as we get into them. But you're just sprinkling things out there. All you got to do is is hit one of these, two of these. You're having a nice, positive day and a fun time. And you're eating steak in the meantime. And you'll be, you'll be, you'll be building up your bankroll 
for the opportunity to use it all in our SGPN merch store because we're brought to you by the SGPN merch store. In honor of the NBA playoffs from now until the end of April, get 10% off of anything in the SGPN merch store when you use the promo code SGPNBA. Head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Use the promo code SGPNBA and get 10% off of everything like this lovely SGPN coffee mug, like the F1 Gambling Podcast mug, like the NASCAR Gambling Podcast mug that Cody's got behind him. And of course, there's hats, there's shirts, there's onesies, there's dog things. There's probably not dog things, but find whatever you want over there in the SGPN merch store. And of course, use that promo code SGPNBA to get 10% off of it. And of course, show us the love in Discord when you do. All right, Cody, it is time. On your marks, get set, list off every single one of your bets. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can auction your voice, right? <laughs> there And listen, what I love about it is that there, there are so many. It feels like there's so many more, even though there's really not, I don't think. It just feels like there's so many more. There's a lot more head-to-heads. I'll tell you that much right now. That was a lot of head-to-heads, and I took advantage of a couple of those. Yeah, you did. I th- there is a lot of head-to-heads, which are fun. Uh, head-to-heads... On super speedways, I, I do have one in here because, of course, I couldn't pass it up. But it, it is tough. It, it's much tougher because things are, are so – things can go so many ways. If you end up getting a head-to-head after after qualifying – I don't think they're practicing this week. But if you do get a head-to-head that ends up lopsided where you get somebody at plus two-something, plus three-something, like that's almost an auto bet for me just because anything can happen no matter who it is really, and, and you can hit that. Uh, but when you're when you're doing the minus money, I try not to go too crazy on those. So a lot, I mean, I, again, a lot of my bets are heavy odds, and I'm just again, you're, you're cutting back partial units, sprinkle it out again. We don't tell you how to do it because you're a grown up and you can make those decisions for yourself, manage your bankroll appropriately. But uh, again, you just kind of sprinkle it around all these different things. You can hit a couple of them. If you hit any of them, you might not hit any. It, it just that's going to be how it goes. But if you hit some, you'll be happy. You'll have a fun day. Sit back, enjoy some great racing. So let's start. No, this is not the Xfinity Series show, Rod. But like usual on the Xfinity Series show, Riley Herbst has to make my card first. Top 10 odds. <laughs> They're only out on Caesar at the moment, which, again, shout out to Caesar. They have always got most of these bets are from Caesars because they have the earliest odds, the best odds of the earliest odds better. So, We'll, we'll see. Get in the Discord channel. If you're not in the Discord channel, sg.pn slash Discord. Hit us up on Twitter. We'll share the link with you. Anything like that, you can get into our Discord. There will be plenty of talk throughout the week as more odds drop, as FanDuel drops theirs, as, as DraftKings drop theirs, anybody else. Maybe we'll get some better options. But one top 10 that I did find that I like, Riley Herbst plus 350. He's also 125 to 1 to win this rod. So I'm going to give that out as well because I think at 125 to 1, this is a small. We've been waiting for him to win an Xfinity, right? What if, Rod? What if he gets his first career Cup Series win before his first career Xfinity Series win? Maybe he sweeps the weekend and does both. Who knows? We'll have to see. But uh, top 10 for sure, plus 350. And then the small sprinkle on, on him to win at one, plus one or at 125 to 1, rather. Uh, his one career Cup start on a super speedway. Actually, might be his only career cup start now that I think about it. He finished 10th place at the Daytona 500. So right there, he can do it. He can finish 10th at a super speedway against these cup series guys in this car. 
But you go back in the Xfinity series, he's been pretty good there as well. He finished sixth at Daytona, fifth in Atlanta in the two events we've had this season. You go back to last season in Xfinity, 11th at Dega in the fall, 15th at Daytona in the fall. He was ninth at Atlanta in the second race there. Go back to the spring, though, fourth at Daytona open the season, fourth at Atlanta there as well. So uh, that right there is, what, five um, Xfinity Series starts last season on Super Speedways, never finished worse than 15th. Yes, it's Xfinity Series. The level of talent is different, but we see that translate so much. When guys are good at Super Speedways, they're just good at them. When they're bad at them, they're just bad at them. It doesn't matter the series. It, there's not the, as much of the advantage for a cup guy going to Xfinity if he's not good at Super Speedways. Um, but the fact that he's able to survive these Xfinity races and get there at the end, that's all for a top 10 bet. That's all like that is 95% of hitting a top 10 bet at a super speedway is just be running on the lead lap on the last lap that that alone is going to have you at a very good shot to get a top 10. I think Riley can do that. Is he going to have the fastest car out there all day? No, of course not. He's in a Rick Ware car, but on super speedways, we've seen Rick Ware cars get good, solid finishes. Because he might just be hanging out way behind the pack all day long. There'll be that second group just hanging out, chilling back there. Denny Hamlin will drop back there with him every once in a while because he wants to get out of the mess. But guess what? They avoid the mess. You get craziness like Daytona last fall where we had the rain race and, you know, 49 cars of the 30-something wrecked out. And there's just like, you know, some they pulled some cars from the parking lot and they're running those at the end of the race. Like, Riley Herbst can be one of those cars. So that's all you're asking for. So top 10 plus 350. Little tiny sprinkle on him to win a 125 to one just for the hell of it. And I squeeze another one into this box too. I better talk faster. Rod's going to be mad at me. Uh, AJ Allmendinger, <laughs> top five at plus 700 over on Caesars. I felt like this was pretty good odds. AJ Allmendinger, noted road course racer, right? Yes, but it's super speedway racer as well. He finished sixth in the Daytona 500 over the season, one spot away from hitting a fifth place. Uh, where it would be plus 700. He finished 16th at Atlanta. Um, you have to go back to 2018 for his previous cup races on uh, in or on super speedways. He, he hadn't started any super speedways since 2018 in the cup series. 10th in the Daytona 500. Third at Daytona in the summer race. Sixth at Talladega in those three races there. So he can get it done. You go back to his Xfinity series last season. One here at Talladega. Third place at Daytona. 10th at Atlanta. The first time they came to Talladega last season, he finished third. Third place in the first race in Atlanta, second place in the Daytona 500. A.J. Allmendinger is very, very good at super ways. Uh, he finally got that win at Talladega last season in the Xfinity Series, but it, like his thing was he finished second and third every race, which when you're just betting on him to finish the top five is fine. I don't need him to win the race, right? A top five finish very much in the conversation for Dinger. Plus 700, too much value to pass up on. I will now allow you to give out a bet, Rod. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I, I can't get mad at you when you're giving out AJ Allmendinger bets. I can't. It's that's well, that's why I had to work him in there was to make you not mad about it. it right? It's against the rules for me to be mad at that. Um, all right, well, I, I'm going to start out a lot slower. Uh, I, I will not shotgun my way out of this. I will sniper rifle my way <laughs> through this, uh, and I'm going to take uh, Denny Hamlin to uh, to take the pole in this race. I like his pole odds at uh, eleven to one. Find it very interesting in in that he has been on the pole three of the last five races uh, at Talladega. The last couple of seasons, in fact, last season he started seventh and third in this race, not too far away from 
a pole position. He did have three pole positions last season, which means he can get it done. Uh, of course, one of them was not Talladega. But again, he had three straight poles on this on this course, on this track. So you're telling me that he can get this done. He missed out on an opportunity to really start his hot streak uh, last week. Again, he was one of the fast. He was the fastest car uh, on Martinsville. Obviously, just got himself out of sync and uh, and couldn't get it done again. So I think he's mad. I think he's irritated. I think he's uh, a little disappointed. Obviously, I don't think. I know. I mean, all, all of his interviews, everything he's talked about uh, has has basically just been utter frustration. And what better way to cure that than to go out and qualify on the pole at Talladega and just put all of the the cares and the worries to rest because you're starting at the front. Um, you can't get wrecked out on lap one if you're right out in front and ahead of everybody um, that's that's wrecking behind you. So, uh, so far this season, his best start, it was the second place in Phoenix. So he's been close. Uh, hasn't necessarily been qualifying well all year but again that second place in phoenix is is hopeful that he can run well at talladega place he's been known to run very well at and uh again i I just i basically think danny denny hamlin if you're going to place a pole bet i think is a better uh, because again pole only really is just how well you do it doesn't take into account everybody else right so if you're if you're somebody that can run well on talladega then you've got a good shot at the pole because you're not contending uh, with too many other people, you're just basically throwing down a fast lap, and if you can avoid any trouble in your qualifying heat, then you'll be fine. So, uh, yeah, give me Denny Hamlin on the pole at eleven to one as my first bet. Yeah, I like that one again. It, uh, when it comes to pole qualifying, not anybody can win that, right? That that's raw speed. The cars have to be fast, and, and we know that Denny can get it done. We know those JGR Toyotas are fast. Uh, so yeah, that's that's very good value on a pole bet there. Uh, next up for me, I couldn't not put a fade Kyle Larson bet in here. So of course Kyle Busch is the only head-to-head I've seen so far over on Caesars at minus 120 against Larson. I will take that. I, I again, I don't super love head-to-heads necessarily always on super speedways, but I will throw a little bit on any head-to-head I can find against Kyle Larson. I still want the books to give me BJ McLeod at you know plus a thousand to Kyle Larson because I would take that all day, every day on a super speedway. Kyle Larson, just bad at super speedways. Uh, I'm not even going to read you Kyle Busch's stats because he's he's doesn't have to be good, right? It's just, this is just a straight fade of Kyle Larson. But you go back to earlier this season, Atlanta 31st, a race where I think was Atlanta. He was in the top five until, or no, it was Daytona where he finished 18th. I mean, he was I think he was like third and with like five laps to go a day. And everybody's like, well, Kyle Larson's so good at super speedways. And I'm like, it's coming just way. And there it goes. He doesn't like it, it's I'm telling you, he's, you're going to look at it. You're going to be like this dude. Like, why, why does he say Kyle Larson sucks at these? Because he's running so good. He always finds his way into trouble. Go back to last season. Uh, the fall race here, 18th Daytona, 37th. The second race in at Atlanta, 13th. The first race at, Dayto- at Talladega, again, his only career top five on a super speedway. The only time he's ever finished in the top five, he did finish fourth here. So, again, we had somebody ask in the in the Discord, you know, how much can you trust fading him? And on a super speedway, again, anything can happen. Even Kyle Larson can happen on a super speedway. So, you got to keep it in mind, right? I'll, I'll give the the facts that don't back up my bet here for a second with that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he finished 10th of the day, Daytona 500 last season. Um, 
or rather that was no wait I, I got confused but that was in 2021 uh let's see he was uh yeah you go back to 2021 that was his 10 win season right he's the best car he's having all these great uh races and doing all this great stuff third seventh at talladega in the fall 20th at daytona um 10th at, a, at the daytona 500 was all right atlanta super speedway was not uh, or atlanta was not a super speedway then 2020 he was suspended for almost all the super speedway races that year he did finish 10th in the 500 so again a decent finish but go back to his last six races at talladega fourth last year like i talked about 18th place his next best finish three of those six rate the last six races here at talladega he's finished 37th or worse a 37th a 39th and a 40th place finish kyle larson again it's it's not an exact science he will finish decent sometimes but he's almost never going to finish really good for you and that opens up so many possibilities uh so yes the the commandment remains fade kyle larson on super speedways i want you to give out your next bet rod before i give out my second part of this bet because i want to back up your case basically i love it again once again i mean we don't look at each other's bets until we go into the sheets afterwards and then we see uh, I, did, I had this one in a different box but i slid it over here so i could be be next year's <laughs> perfect well i'm gonna go and cheer for the 43 car for once and that's eric jones i'm gonna take him as a top 10 top 10 odds are not the greatest but i i believe at plus 120 that's probably the better value that you're gonna find out there for a, an eric jones top 10 bet why? Because in five of the last six races at Talladega, he has had a top 10 finish. Go back to last season where he finished sixth place in both the fall and the spring races. In the fall of 21, he had a ninth place finish. In the spring of 21, look, he had a 27th place finish, but he was running 12th at the last restart, right, in that overtime restart. And then he kind of surged his way into the top five, top six and then, of course, he side-drafted a little too hard and got spun out and basically ended up finishing 26th in that race. But in the fall of 20, he had a second-place finish. And in that June, that wasn't really a spring race, but it was a it was definitely an, the early race at Talladega uh, in 2020. Uh, he finished in fifth. So I'm telling you right now, for whatever reason, Eric Jones is a top-10 car at Talladega. Just works. Now, the reason that this is going to be a bet which a lot of people may end up balking at is because so far this season, all of the legacy motorsports cars have basically gone off the map since uh, since the switch from Petty GMS. And uh, the average finish for Eric Jones this season is 22.6. But there's a bright spot in which he did finish eighth place in Atlanta. So you, you got to feel good about that. Other super speedways, Daytona, not necessarily been his track. His average finish there, 22.80, but he does have a win. Two top fives and three top tens in that. Um, and plus here at Talladega, he's had a driver rating of at least 90 in three of the last Talladega races. I don't know what it is about the Talladega track, but Eric Jones can turn it on, and uh, he's probably going to be a very popular bet uh, for a top 10 for what Cody's about to give out next. And and maybe even some people will take him to win. I'm not going to go that far. But at the very least, Eric Jones can stay around the front in this track. And if he, you know, if he can do that, then I'm very confident in a top 10 finish for Eric Jones. Yeah, he's 30 to 1 to win, which is worth looking at. He he arguably should have probably won this spring race last season. Uh, I believe he was the one leading with like two to go. Chastain ended up getting around him. He made a run. Chastain kind of blocked him. 
that's where he ended up dropping back a little bit there at the end. But he's a very, very good super speedway racer. You just laid all the case out, so I'm not going to go any farther into it than that, uh, other than he can get really good finishes here. So I like your top 10 play. Also, give me him to finish as the top, top Chevrolet, 20 to 1. Again, it's top Chevrolets are tough because there's so many out there, right? But he's proven he can outlast guys, and he's proven he can get these good, solid results. Eighth place at Atlanta, like you just talked about. Sixth at both races at Talladega here last season. Yes, he might not have been the top Chevy in either one because Chevrolet's won both of those races in Chastain and Elliott. But put yourself in position to be there at the end. That's all you're asking for on a 20 to 1. And we've seen it before where Chase Elliott's been the top Chevrolet at a super speedway, finishing like ninth or 11th. Like it's not always. And Chevy, I think, has won five of the last seven super speedway races. I have to double check that, but it's, it is something like that. They've won a, a good majority of the super speedway races in the next gen car. Something to think about, I guess, going forward. But, um, but a 20 to 1 for top Chevrolet for Eric. Again, this is just. Hope he survives, which he's shown plenty of times in the past he can do. A 37th place in the 500, so it doesn't always happen, right? And maybe he wrecks out on the second lap. Like, that's, again, you just have to keep that in mind. That's going to happen. Somebody's going to wreck 23 laps into the race, and you're going to be like, well, there goes that bet. You're going to crumple it up and throw it in the trash. But it's not going to matter because it's a super speedway, and you've got that mindset going in. So I like Derek Jones play. I'm going to back you up by throwing that one out there. Next up for me. Uh, the groups, they really cut back on the groups this time. So the books, books are starting to get a little bit. Uh, I think they're paying attention on these super speedways. Things are changing. The winner odds are not as good as they used to be on a lot of these guys. Uh, the top 10 odds, at least from what we've seen from Caesar so far, overall, I would rate them very shitty. Uh, the groups, they've cut back. They've only got, you know, some, DraftKings, nobody's over like plus 250 to win any of their groups. Things are rough, but I did find a group I liked over on Caesars. This is group C, and it's Austin Hill at plus 700. You got Brad Keselowski in here, which is going to be a hedge off of him because I love Brad this weekend. I've already been telling you since last week I was going to bet him to win. I will bet him to win, spoiler alert, in a few minutes. But if he doesn't, if he wrecks, if something happens, that's a hedge out of this, right? Kyle Larson, that's the free square in the group, right, Rod? Mm -hmm. He's going to finish shitty. He's going to get caught up in a wreck anyways. Kyle Busch, expect him to have a good day, but we saw what happened at Daytona, right? Should have won, should have cashed our fucking ticket to win at Daytona. Gets wrecked in overtime. Shit happens. That's what. That's how it goes. Austin Sendrick, again, he's very good at super speedways, but anything can happen. Chase Briscoe, again, he's good at super speedways as well, but this is just the fact that you're giving me somebody in this group at plus 700. Austin Hill, Xfinity Series odds are out, Rod. Uh, so I, I went to take a look at him, right? And so in the Cup Series, you scroll to the top of the list, plus a thousand, right? And that's that's your general Cup Series odds. Is is the winners plus a thousand? Everybody going down. You scroll over to the Xfinity Series odds, Rod. Uh, John Hernemacek is second on the list, plus a thousand, right? Right there at normal. Austin Hill plus three eighty to win on a super. That shows you how fucking good Austin Hill is at super speedways. He did not make the Daytona 500 in the beard car where he attempted. He was basically locked in and got involved in that wreck in the dual race. That's what cost him. So not looking um, at that. And he will be in this race because not enough entries to kick anybody out. You go back to Xfinity Series. They've had two super speedway races so far this season, Rod. Guess who's won both of them? Austin, Austin Hill, Hill, Daytona, and Atlanta. 
you go back to last season, 14th at, Day at Talladega in the fall, 14th at Daytona in the fall. But you go back to the earlier in the season, uh, the second race at Atlanta, he was second. Um, he was 27th at Talladega. He got caught up in it there. But second in the first Atlanta race, one at Daytona. Very, very good. In the truck series, got a win there as well in 2019 in Daytona. Uh, and I think that his Xfinity series odds alone show you how good he is. We know these beard cars are good. Uh, Brandon gone. That's that's again. They have one full time employee. The only races they ever start in are super speedways, and they bring a hot rod every time. Gragson had some success in those cars last year, um, and then before that, Brandon gone always was was a guy that you had to take those top fives, top ten bets on because he could get it done. We know Austin Hill is good. It will translate to the Cup Series. You're giving me him at plus seven hundred. Again, it, it, there is you know he's got to beat two, four, five other guys, but honestly, he could finish thirty second. And still beat all these guys, depending on if things fall right. You don't even need him to have that great of a finish. So just out survive these other guys at plus seven hundred. I like those odds, and uh, that's that's the bet for me with Austin Hill, and that's Group C over on Caesars. So yeah, if Larson, Bush, Cindric, and Briscoe uh, all get caught up in uh, oh, and Brad Kozlowski all get caught up in wreck in in uh, lap two, all Austin Hill needs to do is is run one more lap than them, and he's cashing your bet for you. Or just wreck farther ahead on the track than they do. <laughs> Problem <laughs> solved, right? <laughs> uh, I love it. Um, all right. Well, my next bet is a combination of two drivers who probably will make you feel icky for placing this bet. But hell, if we're going to bet on Austin Hill to uh, beat out a, a guy like Br uh, Bush and Cindric, then let's just cheer on Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and Ryan Blaney together. I've got both of them to finish inside the top 10 at plus 155. Uh, their top 10 odds by themselves are not good. Put them together at plus 155. I like this. I like the value that it brings. Obviously, Stenhouse won Daytona, uh, or else we probably wouldn't be talking about this bet, which is why they probably included him in this. But um, he's had a top 10 in three of the last four races, which tells me that he's still running very well. Um, so you definitely want to bet on him in here. Uh, you talk about Atlanta. He actually finished seventh in, uh, I'm sorry. He finished 17th in Atlanta. So not a top 10. Um, but you know, again, this was part of his ups and his downs of this season. I'm sorry. I contradict myself. Uh, but I'm just telling you right now, it, it's, it's not been easy for Stenhouse in the past on Talladega. Uh, his best finish in the last five races here has been 16th. He's got an average of 15.4, though, in his career, which is just outside of the top 10. feel like he's running a little better this season for whatever reason. So if you're telling me that I, I can expect maybe a five-spot better uh, from him this, this week, then I'll take it. Um, so, you know, again, Ricky Stenhouse, it, it's a flashy pick only because he's done this in three of the last four races this season he seems to be on a top 10 spree he did not get there in richmond uh, unfortunately he was caught up in a wreck but he did start eighth which means he had a pretty fast car so who knows where he would have start or where he would have finished if he was able to finish this race as for blaney we've given up on him for the most part but hey this is a super speedway um and blaney's got four top tens uh so far this season he's got an eighth place at daytona a seventh place in atlanta you want to know his average finish here at Talladega? It is 10.5. Look, Ryan Blaney's got to get this thing turned around at some point. This could be very much the race that gets him done. Like we said, his average finish here is 10.5. So bump him up a, a half a percentage. Take the hook, whatever. I don't care. 
I think this is a good opportunity for Ryan Blaney to uh, to get himself back into the right on a track where he does very very well uh, and 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 has a lot of success. So if you give me both inside the top ten at plus one fifty five, I'm even happier. How we balance each other out? I'm just like throwing these random darts, all these long odds, and Rod just comes in with like. These are the guys that should do good. They're a little bit lower odds, but these are your like more sure bets. I love it. Good balance. I have no arguments there. Obviously, Stenhouse just won the 500 not very long ago, and we've he's got multiple wins on super speedways. We know he can get it done. Ryan Blaney, boy, Rod, <laughs> is he ever going to get it done? I uh, I hey, don't know. He's he doesn't still... even have to do much more than get get us a top ten, man. That's all we're asking oh, well, I know. for. I know. I'm top just 10. he's still co-favorite to win this race. Yeah, and... he is. It's. It does, I don't know. I don't get it. But on to my next long shot bets. I am going to double up on the top forward section of the board uh, and give me Michael McDowell at 20 to 1 and give me Zane Smith at 35 to 1 to be top forward. Um, this one's slightly easier to hit than top Chevy, although there is still a lot of Fords. There is, again, we've talked before, there's only six Toyotas. But the odds aren't that great. I mean, Gibbs is the worst one on the board. He's plus 800. You could take that because all he has to do is beat the other five. So it's like a group bet, basically, and, and you're getting him there. So I, I don't hate that. But as far as the Fords go, it is a much smaller field than the Chevy. You got Joey. You got Ryan. You got Brad. Those guys are all great super speedway racers. Kevin Harvick, he's good everywhere. Cindric, good. Almarola, good. Briscoe, good. Bush are good. Priest. And then McDowell, you got Harrison Burton. He's been decent on super speedways. Todd Gillen, he's been all right. And Zane Smith, that's all your forwards. So it is fairly loaded. But I feel like with McDowell being the fourth to last guy on the board for Ford, that makes no sense to me, right? We've obviously seen him get it done before. Won the Daytona 500 a couple of seasons ago. Um, you go back earlier this season, 28th in Daytona, 21st in Atlanta. So it hasn't been super great. But you go back to 2022. 7th in the 500, 8th at Talladega, 15th at Atlanta, 3rd at Talladega in the fall race. I mean, give me a third place here the last time we were here. Uh, or, well, I guess yeah, this was, yeah, last time we were here in 2022. So, I mean, that's that's fairly decent finish, right? We know we can get it done. Obviously, he won the Daytona 500 in 2021. And another third place finish in this race in the spring in 2021 as well. So, McDowell can get it done on super speedways doesn't have to win again if things go right if it's chaotic you get a train of chevys or toyotas up the front doesn't even have to finish top five he just has to beat the other fords 20 to 1 i like that and zane smith's just kind of throwing a dart out there he's the longest odds but he's in the 38 front row car those are not bad cars guess who his teammate is michael mcdowell who's good at these right zane smith also pretty good um he his first start in on a super speedway in the cup series was a daytona 500 he finished 13th there in a front row car. That was the 36. Now he's moving over to what should be a better car in the 38, right? So he, he can get it done. He won the truck race at Daytona as well. Um, go back to last season, won a truck race at Daytona, a fifth place at Atlanta. So he can get it done on the super speedways as well. At 35 to 1, probably not going to be running up front all day long, right? But again, survive. That's This race is about surviving. Be there at the end. He can make the right moves at the end to just slide him up into the top forward. So I think you play both of these guys, hope one of them hits top forward. Uh, and these are both on Caesars as well. That was McDowell 20 to one and Zane at 35 to one. 
The big one does not discriminate. It will take you no matter who you are and where you're running if it happens. And it could happen from the second car back. It could happen from the first car if somebody gets into him too much. It just doesn't matter where. It doesn't matter when. It's going to happen. And when it happens, batten down the hatches because then you're in for chaos. So, yep. uh, And you can. that's another good thing about big bats. You, you're looking and you're like, oh, there goes a Ford. There goes a Ford. There goes a Chevy. Okay. It's just clicking off guys that they have to beat, right? Some of these uh, Joey Logano gets caught in there. You don't have anything on Joey Logano. Like, he's really good at supers. Anyways, right? He could easily win this race. Okay, we don't have to worry about beating him. Now we already beat him. It, it, it just gives you another thing to, to watch as you're going through it, right? Well, I, I'm giving other people other things to watch in this as well because I went down the card. I want I want you to be paying attention to the entire ticker all day long. So I'm giving you – this one may end up being closer to the front of the ticker, but uh, at the very least, it will have you watching the ticker. And this is Ty Gibbs over uh, Justin Haley. Not J.J. Haley, Justin Haley. <laughs> Uh, this head to head is at minus one twenty. I know, you know, Cody said something about the fact that it's di- very difficult to take uh, head to heads on on super speedways, but I really feel like this one has legs. Obviously, uh, Gibbs is the more juiced of the two at minus one twenty. But uh, let's start with what Haley's done on this track. He's got a average of twentieth position in his finishes in his six starts on this track. He's got three fifty. Three top 15s in general. His best finish was in 11th place in the fall of 2020. Now, Haley has won a super speedway race. He did win the 2019 fall Daytona race. Uh, But outside of that, he's had a 13th place uh, finish, a 6th place finish. And then in the 21 car, 23rd, 28-32. So, again, not necessarily the best in that 31 car at That had to be the luckiest win probably in the history of NASCAR. Oh, absolutely. That wasn't, I mean... Just, just to flash back for you real quick, uh, they're racing, right? A caution flag comes out. Kurt Busch is leading. There's storms coming, but it's going to be a little bit probably. Kurt Busch pits. Uh, they come back out on the track. Justin Haley assumes the lead because they just stayed out. A fucking downpour ensues. Justin Haley announced the winner. So it's, you know, it's, it, he won. He, he gave credit for it, but that was a... One of the luckiest races of all time, for sure. Oh, for sure. I mean, again, it's 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 not how you win, I guess. It's if you win, but still. Hey, that was, you had that ticket that day? Yeah. Props to you, because that was probably better <laughs> lucky. Long one. Better lucky <laughs> than good. Uh, but so far this season, Haley, two top tens. Uh, he did finish 32nd in Daytona and 22nd in Atlanta, which is a, a large reason of why I'm definitely not on the Justin Haley train uh, this weekend. And of course, his average finish so far is 21.3. Turn it around to Ty Gibbs, man. This guy's been a top 10 machine lately. Um, he's finished four straight top 10s between Atlanta and Bristol. Uh, 9th, 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 and 10th uh, before falling to 18th at Martinsville. He's averaging a finish of 16.2 this year. Look back at his Xfinity starts here at Talladega. Um, in the fall of uh, of 2022, he had a top 10. Uh, and so, you know, look, he, the thing is, is that Ty Gibbs has been able to get this done. We know, of course, that he is a talented racer. The fact that he's had three straight ninth place finishes in a top 10 in a span of four races shows you exactly what kind of uh, racer he is. So I'm very much uh, on the Ty Gibbs train for this race. And I definitely think that he'll outperform Justin Haley, who just, really hasn't been able to show a lot of momentum. Whereas again, Ty Gibbs has just been getting stronger as the seasons progressed. 
Justin Haley was so good on super speedways in the Xfinity series. I feel like I've bet on him every super speedway we've been to since he's been in the Cup Series, and he's never done anything for me. I'm not betting on him this week, so likely he's going to win. But I will make a case for Gibbs in a little bit as well. I like him this weekend. Rod, do you have the music handy? Oh, I sure do, as a matter of fact. Let's let's get that queued up, shall we? Um, here we go. It. It's time for Corey LaJoy Corner with Cody Zeeb. If you're on the YouTube channel, the beautiful picture of Corey LaJoy with his long hair making an appearance, wearing my Corey LaJoy hat, number seven. It is a super speedway. If you've been listening to this show for the past two years since we've been on the air, I have bet Corey LaJoy every single time we go to a super speedway. Guess what happened at Atlanta, Rod? What happened first in Atlanta, all, Cody? First of all, last season I had him 250 to 1 to win that race. Before it was cool to bet on Corey LaJoy at super speedways. He was leading with two laps to go. And of course, my other favorite driver, Chase Elliott, put him in the wall, but that's okay. I'm over that now. But at Atlanta, he finished fourth place. He was the top Chevrolet. We had given that out 22 to 1. Well, Rod, a place that the books forgot to adjust. He's 30 to 1 at Talladega to be the top Chevrolet. So give me all of these bets. Corey LaJoy, top Chevrolet, 30 to 1. A top 10 bet at plus 200. A top five at plus 700. And he is 50 to 1 to win. And I'm going to add him as a top three, too, just because I can. And I'm scrolling to find the odds. He's plus 1,400 for a top three. Whoa. Definitely adding that to the card. I'm typing it in the document right now. Plus 1,400. Okay, so give me all of those on Corey LaJoy. Is it always great results for Corey LaJoy at Super Speedways? No, we've seen a mixed bag. But Atlanta, fourth place, the 500 the season. He was 16th, held on, but would not have cashed any of these bets. Well, didn't cash them because I made all these bets there as well. Um, go back to last season. In the fall race here, he finished 35th. He only ran 44 laps, a victim of one of those very early, one of the few wrecks there even was. Uh, 30th at Daytona in the fall. That was the rain race. 21st in Atlanta, but that was the race he was leading with two laps to go that I mentioned before. Uh, 14th at Talladega in the spring. 14th in the Daytona 500. You go back to 2021. He finished 22nd at Day Talladega both times. Again, not super great results. Uh, 16th at Daytona and 9th in the 500. You go back to 2020. He finished 8th in the 500, 16th at Talladega. Back to 2019, he finished 11th and 7th in the two races here at Talladega and 18th and 6th at Daytona. So it is a mixed bag for Corey. Like anybody else, he can get caught up in the wrecks. It happens. He will be. They will talk about him on the broadcast. He will be mixing it up in the lead pack throughout the day. He is so good at positioning himself. He knows he's got these couple of chances to make the playoffs by scoring a win at these super speedways before the playoffs start. There's only a couple left now. I think we just have – we go to Atlanta, I guess. So we've got Talladega, Atlanta, and then the Daytona race to get in. So there's three more chances. That goes for all these guys that this is their ticket to get into the playoffs. Corey can get it done. He is so good at these. Even all the – you go back, and he's got great finishes all throughout his career when he was driving that 32 car – that was just a total piece of trash. Still got good, solid finishes. Spire has stepped up their game. We've already seen this season. He's had better and better finishes. They know he can get it done at super speedways, and they put extra in that car. They give it that extra attention. They know he can get it done. Um, he, all, I think it was, it was either Daytona or Talladega two seasons ago where he was leading with two laps to go. And just He didn't make the right block at the right time, and it cost him big time. He ended up with a not-great finish. 
but he was out front. He's proved he can get it done, and I think he can get it done again. I am going to continue, come back for the other however many super speedway races we have in this season, and I'm going to give all these same bets out again. We're going to continue to hit them. We just hit a 22 to 1 last time. Yeah, we placed them all in Daytona. They didn't hit. That's super speedway racing for you. You place them all in um, at uh, Atlanta. We hit the top, the 22 to 1 top Chevy. I don't know. If we gave out top, I think we gave out top five that day too. I can't remember the odds. Maybe a similar seven to one or something like that. But you will hit these bets sometimes with Corey. And I am not going to go into a super speedway race and not bet on Corey LaJoy. So thank you for joining today's episode of the Corey LaJoy Fan Club. Back to your regularly scheduled programming. So what I find to be uh, more hilarious about that is just the fact that, uh, it, listen, first of all, if you're Corey LaJoy's uh, publicist, if you know Corey LaJoy's publicist, we're extending the invitation for him to come on this show. We would love Please. nothing more oh. than to have Corey I'm LaJoy. I'm not sure I'd show. be able to talk. I'd be starstruck, Rod. Uh, that's okay. I'd, I'd coax you along. You'd be fine. I'd be gushing over here the whole time. Be like, oh my God, Corey, I love you. 22 to 1. Let's go. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm just saying, like, that. that's that's the Corey LaJoy corner for you. And, you know, all it takes is for one of those big ones to hit, and you're, you're covering whatever hey. else you did. And if he wins the race, Rod, you're going to hit a 50 to one. You're going to hit a 30 to one. You're going to hit a 14 to one. And you're going to hit a seven to one. You'll be eating. I don't know what's better than. Well, nothing's better than steak, right? What is that? I'm from Nebraska, but Wagyu. You'll be eating it. You'll be eating. You'll be eating Wagyu beef. Yeah, that's what you'll be eating. Some nice New York strips, whatever you want. Yeah. California. We know what Wagyu is all about, I suppose. Uh, we have right. real beef here in Nebraska. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that's true. You do, but yeah, I, whatever. Um, all right, so we have we have a our Omaha indoor football league team is the Omaha Beef Rod. So what? <laughs> what league are they? That's, what league do they play in? Uh, it's not the indoor. Not, yeah. It's not the well, IFL. They're indoor football. I don't know. Must what be NL and NIL. I'll have to look it's, that up. It's one of those. I don't know, but it is the Omaha Beef. So that, I, that's the extent of what I know. And they have a former Husker quarterback. I, that's the two things I know about the beef. I'm going to have to look up that uh, and, and go dive down that rabbit hole as well. Um, all right. Well, we brought up Riley Herbst earlier. You did talk about his only career cup start was a 10th place finish at Daytona. Well, they've got him pegged against Noah Gragson, two Xfinity Series arrivals back in the day. Uh, not that far away uh, either. And they've got Herbst at plus 110 over Gragson. I, again, I know that Gragson is now the Cup Series regular, but I don't know what it is. And, and, and you know, again, I contradicted myself because I said Eric Jones was going to have a top 10 day, but he's Legacy Motorsports and Rod, so is Noah Gragson. How can he not have a good day? Well, it's two different drivers. Shut up. Um, <laughs> and Noah Gragson is definitely not the experienced driver, the experienced cup driver that Eric Jones is. And he's fallen on some pretty hard times. Gragson has three finishes of 30th or worse lately. It's just in the last three races, it's been so bad for Noah Gragson. He finished 24th in Atlanta. He did manage a 12th place finish in Atlanta. Uh, I'm sorry, 24th at Daytona. He had a 12th place finish at, at, in Atlanta. I'm getting so worked up about uh, Noah Gragson that, yeah, it's just he had 24th at Daytona, 12th in Atlanta. So a, a little improvement in his finish. Uh, but still, when when Riley Herbst can jump on the scene and finish 10th in one of the most difficult races on the entire uh, schedule, I, I think he's more composed. He's less pressure on him to get things done. He is in that 15 car that we talked about, which it's not a bad car, 
It's not a great car, but it's a pretty good super speedway car. Um, and, and I think he can get it done. But for Noah Gragson, just to continue on, this season he's got an average start of uh, 24.3. rather. His average finish is two positions behind at 26.3. Just not good at all. His two Talladega starts, he finished 20th in the 62 car uh, in the spring, and then he finished 15th in the 48 car when he was taking over for Alex Bowman. Um, so again, it's just uh, Noah Gragson has just had a very difficult time uh, riding the momentum of his uh, impressive Xfinity Series uh, career into the Cup Series now, and he's just having a hard time. And I don't know. I don't know if the team changes had anything to do with it. I don't know that uh, you know the just the fact that he's just in a in a much higher weight class now has to do with it. But I'm fading. I'm fading Gragson, unfortunately, and for Herbst again. There's no pressure. You just come in, you run Talladega, right? You're in the 15 car just for the hell of it. You've had some pretty good experience uh, in the Xfinity Series before. Talladega's average finish is 20th, but he had an 11th place finish and a 7th place finish last season. He's got a 4th place finish to his credit as well on this track in the Xfinity Series. So, I mean, Riley Herbst has shown some speed in the Xfinity Series. He'll just enjoy it and, and run some laps in the uh, in the Cup Series this week, hopefully stay out of trouble. At the end of the day, hopefully finish uh, higher than Noah Gragson for our plus one ten. No argument from me here. You know how much I love Riley. I love Noah as well, but been a bit of a rough start for him so far. So, uh, before we move on, Rod, I I don't think that this show can continue without mentioning and picking a side. There is a. I didn't tell Rod about this prior to this either. So this is. I'm springing this on. Ooh, I love it. I love it. There is a matchup on Caesars, featuring 2009 F1 champion JJ Yaley versus my one of my next favorite drivers for sure, BJ McLeod. JJ Yaley minus 140. BJ McLeod plus 110. What say you, Rod? I almost. I. Almost added this to the card, and I almost. When I saw that neither of us had it, I had to be like, they're giving us a BJ McLeod, BJ McLeod in any head to head, which I just love. I, I don't know why, but I love it so much. So I thank you, Caesars. I appreciate it. Continue to everybody go bet this one way or the other, so they continue to give it to us. But it it could not go without being mentioned. Yeah, I I I want to land. I want to land on the BJ McLeod side. But I've looked at his I looked at his finishes, and they're all the thirties. It's the numbers in the thirties, and I was just not really wrong, all that. Are they? Well, mm-hmm. this season for sure. Well, but well. Uh, and then I looked at JJ Yaley's, and they were just a little bit better. I don't know. But g- give me McLeod's numbers on super speedways, and maybe maybe you'll change my mind. All right, I, well, I just have Daytona and Talladega pulled up. But he finished seventh in Daytona last season, Rod. There was a little bit of rain involved, but that happens. He had a ninth place finish at Daytona in 2001, or <laughs> 2021, rather. Uh, that's that's about it. Exactly. <laughs> all bad other than that. Exactly. But, I, but, know, I mean, I, he's, you know, 30th, a 33rd, a 26th, 27th, 25th, 23rd, 19th. I mean, and for BJ, these are good finishes. Like, he's running a lot of the laps. I mean, so if you go through all of his career, Daytona and Talladega starts, he's never run less, well, 105 in, his, in one of his very first starts in, in 2020 in Daytona was, uh, was his least amount of laps run. So he's at least running a lot of the laps. He's also got 
Last season at Talladega, he led two laps. Last season at Talladega, or last season at, at both. One, two laps at Daytona, two laps at Talladega. Four career laps led on super speedways, Ross. Well, then that is why I'm throwing all my money on BJ McLeod this week. No other show is going to give you BJ McLeod at anything. And that, that's what the NASCAR Gambling Podcast is all about. Letting you cheer all the way down into 34th position and having some I, now, money on him. For the J.J. Yaley side of things, I mean, he's racing. J.J. Yaley's been racing in the Cup Series since 2005. He, if you didn't know, he started his career in the 11 FedEx car for Joe Gibbs Racing in 2005. He split time with some guy named Danny Hanlon. I don't know whatever happened to that guy, but they moved JJ over into the 18 car to replace Bobby Labonte, mm-hmm. and he was in the 18 car for a few seasons. It's 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 crazy to think how things can go so differently. I mean, him and Denny Hamlin came to Joe Gibbs together. All these years later, Denny's still at Joe Gibbs. He's got all those champ. Oh wait a minute, never mind. He's <laughs> But he's got all, I mean, all everything he's done, right? He's a Hall of Famer. And J.J. Yaley just putzing around in these Rick Ware cars still. But shout out to him. His super speedway finishes, it's basically all the same stuff. He had a 12th place finish in Daytona in, in 2019, a 14th in Dega in 2015, a 13th in 2013 at Daytona. So it's, I mean, they basically, they both suck at these races. But it's a fun bet. Give me B.J. McLeod plus money. Are you kidding me? That's a hammer. That's your lock of the week. BJ McLeod over JJ Yaley. Holy cow. The <laughs> trolls are going to come out in bunches for that one. <laughs> yeah, you thought they didn't like stuff last week. <laughs> I know, right? Why do you give out all the same bets? Well, we're not. Now we're giving you BJ McLeod. So we finally got something on BJ, BJ McLeod, by the way. A thousand to one to win this race. I would not make that bet, but just throwing it out there. <laughs> uh, responsibly. Bet don't, responsibly. Do not. Don't. It's, I mean, if you want to throw a dollar or whatever, it's a thousand bucks if you win. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty. But you're uh, pretty much just flushing a dollar down the drain. Yeah, you you pretty much are <laughs> until he does win, and then it's like yeah, that, hey, the one hey, person we'll, that bet we'll come 50 back cents. and clip this whole entire segment on. Hey, we spent ten minutes on BJ McLeod on our show. Hell yeah, we did. <laughs> I'm gonna clip this out and uh, and send it around. Um, all right, let's uh, get to our winners, but let's first take a quick break to thank you for watching yes i'm pointing at you because that is the rude thing to do especially on youtube uh you can see Corey or cody's Corey lajoy hat a uh, little tongue tied there and of course Corey's what's that if, if Corey wins by the way my name next week will be Corey. Corey z haven't legally changed Corey z on the show it will be changed for sure <laughs> uh i love it so yes thank you for watching on youtube thank you for helping our numbers grow and for leaving comments and for encouraging us to continue to do what it is we love to do and bring you everything uh that we bring you on a week-to-week basis so subscribe click the bell do what you got to do to keep the show growing keep leaving those comments we love to read them uh we love to answer them and of course if you're an og podcast listener don't be afraid to leave us a review give us five stars or you know at least if you want to um if you don't then go ahead and just put the phone back in your pocket it'd be fine uh but we we appreciate all the encouragement we appreciate you and uh yeah we'll just continue to do what we do and we do what we do 
Hey everybody, if you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues, and or you're a whiskey fan, yes exactly, check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning, give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including the injury report, studs and duds, waiver wire targets, and suggested fab, market movers, after all, we are the Marks, he is my hubby, and she's J Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old-fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week. All that and more. Hop on over, give us a listen, come for the football, stay for the whiskey. This ad's almost done. Going once, going twice. Sold. At the end of the day, somebody will be in victory lane for this race. And before I cue this up anymore, I know that Cody basically has the field, so I'll let him read off to you who he's got and why he's got them. This is this is Cody's favorite part of the the card because he just gets to pick everybody to win and tell you why. It's you know, hey, if you do this correctly, right? We've already placed outrights on Riley Herbs. We've already placed outrights on Corey LaJoy. They're long shots, just just a little bit, but but enough to make it worth it, right? Then you just split up the rest of your card. You don't. You know, last week in the Xfinity series, we went big on John Hunter Nemechek, throw multiple units down, like smash him to win, and he does. But you don't do that at super speedways. You break it up. Everybody's at, like I told you, the favorites are even 10 to 1. So everybody's at pretty decent odds. You can spread things around. You pick a favorite or two, hit somebody in the middle. You hit a couple long shots. You sit back and you you let it happen. I mean, we've seen it, right? Chase Elliott wins last season at Talladega, a, a favorite. But Ross Chastain also won at Talladega, not a favorite by any means. Austin Cindrick's won the Daytona 500. That was 75 to 1. McDowell's won the Daytona 500. That was ridiculous. Denny Hamlin also won it two or three years in a row at short odds. I mean, it. anybody can win this. you got to spread it out. Find whoever, you know, find. I, I've got six, you know, six. It'll be end up being six guys after I give you these four that I'm going. I might add another one or two as the week goes on. You balance it out appropriately, and you're going to win as long as if you hit one of these guys, it's going to be profitable for you. So hold, hold on, hold on, Cody. What Cody said was, "Go ahead and pick a few of these guys, pick your favorites, put a little bit on them." What you heard was, "Go bet on everybody and put all your money on it." So stop. What he said was, "Just pick a few of these and go after them." You're not supposed to bet. Every single thing that he gives you, Jesus Christ, I just felt like I had to <laughs> clarify that. Cody, proceed. Okay, anyways, uh, I'm going to take Chase Elliott 12-1 to 1 over on Caesars. Uh, Chase Elliott is a very good super speedway racer. Again, like anybody, does it always turn out great? No, he's 38th in the Daytona 500, but you come back here, and he didn't race at Atlanta. Obviously, he had his broken foot at the time, or broken leg at the time, tibia, whatever happened. So he, he was not in that race, but 30th at Daytona. Again, it happens. Gets, gets caught up early. That's how it'll go. The previous super speedway race he was on in the fall here at Talladega wins the race. Um, let's see. He was 29th at Daytona in the spring. Again, that was the rain race. He won the Atlanta race. Seventh at, Dayto at Talladega in the spring. Sixth at Atlanta in the spring. Um, and tenth in the Daytona 500. So some very good results in there uh, along with a couple of bad finishes. But go back to 2021. He had uh, 24th and 18th here, so not that impressive, but 8th and 2nd at Daytona. Go back to 2020, he had a 5th place finish here at Talladega, a 2nd place at Daytona. Go back to 2019, he's won on this track before. We know he can get it done. He's been very good on super speedways lately. He's back. We didn't bet on him last week, right? Short odds, first week back. This is where the story ramps up. 
NASCAR, <laughs> NASCAR would love it if he wins, right? I mean, they, and it's tough to measure the, 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 every race lately has been down on TV viewership. This race was up like 11%, but last week's Martinsville race was on a Saturday and it was rain delayed. So we'll see how much the Chase Elliott actually factors into that. I don't totally buy into that, but it'll be interesting. But if Chase Elliott wins, it is good for the sport. I think he can get it done here. He proved he was comfortable in the car last week, right? I mean, he didn't have a great day, but but worked his way through the field as they went on. Ends up with a nice, solid 10th place finish. Seems to be fine after the race. Everything, you know, He's sitting down by his car, but everything seemed good. Much less taxing on his leg this week. He's not going to be touching the brake hardly at all. So everything is going to be fine as far as that goes. Love some Chase Elliott this week, 12-1. to 1. I think he's an appropriate favorite to pick. Next up for me, Brad Keselowski. Been talking about him since last week. I told you going to bet on him. Was hoping for a little bit better odds, but the books know how good he is on tracks. Um, Fifteen to one over on FanDuel. That's the best odds I've been able to find. He opened at sixteen to one a few places, but it's it's dropped quickly. I think other people are hammering this as well, as you should definitely get on it. Brad Keselowski. Let me read off the list of people who have won more times at Talladega than Brad Keselowski. Dale Earnhardt Sr. has ten wins at this track. That is the end of the list. Brad Keselowski has six wins on this track. He is tied with Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Jeff Gordon. That is about the elite of elite company, especially when it comes to super speedway racing. Brad Keselowski won in one of his very first starts at this track in an 09 car that didn't do anything ever, and nobody even knew who the kid was, and he went head-to-head with superstar Carl Edwards and beat him in a Roush car, which at the time... Roush was what Hendrick is right now in the series. Like Roush had five cars. He dominated the series. If you're new to NASCAR, that might be shocking, but it, it was that way back then. Brad Keselowski is so good on super speedways. We saw it at Atlanta. He led some laps. We saw it the Daytona 500. He led, I don't have it right in front of me, but he led like 80 plus laps, I think, in that race. He was up front all day long. Is there a big downside to Brad? Yes, he is very, probably the most aggressive super speedway racer which has paid off plenty of times, doesn't always pay off. It's wreckers or checkers for him. That's why the to-win bet, I think, is the best way to go about Brad. Um, so 15-1, to 1, I love him. Austin Dillon, 30-1. to 1, Hit the same bet on Austin Dillon last summer, or fall, I guess, at the Daytona race. He somehow survived the rain chaos, drove to victory lane, cashed the 30-1 to 1 for all of us. He is again 30-1 to 1 this weekend. Uh, 33rd in the Daytona 500, 20th at Atlanta, so not good results so far this season, but that's okay. You go back to last season in the fall here, 13th place finish at Talladega. He won at Daytona. Again, that was the 30-1. to A 35th at Atlanta. He got caught up early. Last spring, second place in this very race, Rod. He was in the mix right at the end. A 35th at Atlanta, so again, a bad finish there. Uh, And 25th in the 500, so not great. But 2021, a third place in Daytona, eighth place in Talladega a 17th the second time at Daytona, 11th the second time at Talladega. 2018 won the Daytona 500. He's won multiple times on super speedways. He is very good. Um, again, a mixed bag of results, but that's that's everybody on super speedways. That's why we tell you this. 30 to 1, he's a guy, you know, middle of the pack that I love. And Rod. Drum roll, please. This will be the first time I'm placing an outright. Oh, Rod. <laughs> Rod's doing his drum roll over there. Uh, Ty Gibbs, 60-1. to Does he get that first victory here, Rod? We will see. I I just, I don't have a ton of statistics, honestly, to back this up. I don't think he's ever won a super speedway. 
But again, he's only run one and a half seasons in Xfinity. And then, I mean, he's he's got almost a full season of Cup now because he's been filling in and stuff. But he's still in his rookie season. Um, go back to the 500. He finished 29th. But at Atlanta, ninth place. Hung in there at the end. He, he was there hanging out. You go back to 2022. Um, he had a 13th place finish at Daytona. Uh, 37th at Talladega. He only ran 23 laps in that race. But the Daytona race was his first career Cup Series super, uh, super Speedway start. Finished 13th in that. Go back to 2022 last season as well in the Xfinity Series. He did win Atlanta, which is a Super Speedway. So I take back what I said earlier. Um, and he had an 11th place finish at Daytona as well. A 7th at Daytona in the other race and a 7th at Talladega. So he's shown he can hang around. Do I love this one? Not super much. I'll tell you that. But for some reason, Ty Gibbs is sticking in my mind. I'm not gonna. I will. I will take the gut handicap sometimes. I got a good feeling on Ty Gibbs. He's sixty to one. Those that's very much odds that are are good enough for me. He's in a good car. Not that you have to be in a good car. We've already made that case, right? But he is in a good car that can be up front. The Toyota thing. It, they're limited that with working together, but they've got a lot of good super speedway guys. Denny Hamlin, arguably one of the best bubble Wallace. Very, very good here at Talladega. I hate that. We didn't talk about bubble Wallace at all in the show. He's a guy to keep your eye on, but again, you can't pick all of them. Despite what Rod tells you that I pick all of them. You can't, um, but I do like Ty Gibbs at 60 to one. And I'm going to toss a bonus bet out there just because I can 90 to one rod, go big or go home on a Quinella bet. Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski. It, remind me, is this, this is the one where they can finish either way, right? Correct. First or second? Yep. Yes. Okay. I, I'm not a horse guy, so I don't. <laughs> this is a horse racing term. But Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski. First of all, I couldn't go a week without finding a way to bet on Kevin Harvick, so I did it. Obviously, I love Brad Keselowski. Kevin is a veteran driver, a smart driver. He's won before. He's got Daytona 500 win. I mean, he can do it. Um, and, and so I think that, and, and again, if you're going to take these, I, I do like taking the same manufacturer, although that's not always the case, of course. But you get two guys that end up pushing each other um, and could potentially cross the line first and second. And 90 to 1, these are two guys that could do it. Why not have some fun, Rod? I mean, that's what this is all about, right? It's all that's about true. the fun. Uh, well, listen, I, I had less fun than you because I did not find anybody that I was like, uh, I really think Rod that this does is not it. have a winning bet in this in his sheet like what did not pick a win i can't pick enough winners rod what are you talking about? so i i kind of i kind of wussed out about this and i picked a quinella and and i picked <laughs> hamlin and elliot as the quinella at plus 3500 and this is why i did it because their individual odds to win are in and around the 11 to 1 and and 12 to 1 right so i was like if i'm going to give you either one of these guys to win and i think both of them have an opportunity to be up front why don't I give you both of them to finish one, two, either way, and give you a, a plus 3,500 to do it? I really feel, again, you you made the case for Elliott uh, a little bit ago, and for Hamlin, I mean, we talked about his success uh, on this track as far as the polls were concerned. He does have two wins. Obviously, they're pretty far apart, uh, but one of them was in 2020, but he did finish seventh in the fall race of 2021, and then, of course, fifth in the fall race here last year, so... He's been in and around the front uh, over the last few races in his career here. Um, and, and again, I, I really think that Denny Hamlin has a very strong opportunity. 
He's pissed off, like I said, about the fact that he's, he didn't really get his start that he wanted to at Martinsville, right, in, in his own little area, and he just didn't get an opportunity to show what he could do, so I think he wants to come back and do it. Um, he has won in, in 2020. He won here third place at Daytona in 2020, fourth at Talladega in 2020. He won at Daytona in 2020. Pretty good stretch there, uh, third place in 2019 at Talladega. It's been hard times for Denny Hamlin. This is where I give you the opposition, so that way you can make your decision on whether or not you would like to follow me or not. Uh, Are these, you contradicting yourself, Rob? It's called <laughs> research. It's called presenting both sides of the story so you can make an informed decision. Daytona uh, this this spring, 17th. Talladega, he did finish 5th in the fall, like I said, but 25th at Daytona in that spring. 18th at Talladega in 2022. 37th at the 2022 Daytona 500. So uh, lots of lots of just grief up and down for Denny Hamlin. But, again, if there's any driver that can get it done, he was very fast last week. He had one of the faster cars last week. So I, I, I like him to try to bounce back this way. And then, of course, Elliott, you know, this is his second week back. He got the jitters out. He, he tested his leg on a very difficult track. Now he gets to sort of ease on down the road and a very expansive track and and you know just kind of cruise and and draft and stay out of trouble and very much get to the front um hopefully so i like this and i picked two different manufacturers in this because again we've seen we know that there's pushing we know that there's stuff going on but i mean it's it's all it's all everybody for themselves when it comes to the end and and these manufacturers can break off and try to block a run and then that leaves the other teammates sort of in the dust so uh, i like that but Cody, we talked about it. Fine, you want an outright winner? I'm gonna I give do. you a. I'm gonna give you a 60 to one outright winner. That's not gonna Ooh. be popular at all, and that's Ryan Priest. He snuck up on us last week. Oh. 60 to one for Ryan Priest. If we think that Stuart Haas is a good enough team to to make you know Kevin Harvick uh, be up there in the front, he proved that he can hang. It was just a pit strategy that sort of left him out to dry. I'm curious as to what would have happened had he been able to stay out in front with the leaders. I don't know that he would have been able to necessarily win, but he made it very interesting for a very long time. And, uh, you know, if he can qualify well, if he can stick around, or even if he decides to duck back in the back, maybe he makes good enough moves. Maybe he finds the right line. Maybe, if, if we're going to say maybe to these guys, then Ryan Priest showed me last week that we slept on him Maybe for good reason, but maybe it's time we wake up a little bit and give him a little bit of credit for for running a good race last week. It just like I said, hampered by uh, strategy, hampered by uh, pit pit mistakes. So I think Ryan Priest, out of all of these guys in the sixty to one range, that's that's about as far as I feel comfortable going. Other than Corey LaJoy for you, but you know I definitely don't feel like Gragson at eight to eighty to uh, eighty to one's good. Zane Smith at eighty to one. Harrison Burton at 100 to one, Riley at 100 to one, Ty at 200 to one, JJ at 200, and BJ at 200. Like, I'll take Ryan Priest. That's about as low as I feel comfortable going. Priest does have a third place finish here, April of 2019, in a JTG car. So, it's not not as crazy as it maybe sounds. But uh, and really, actually, so he's got two, four, six starts here in the Cup Series at Talladega. He finished 32nd in his last start at 20 in 2021. But other than that, he's finished 18th or better every race, which again, running at the end. And those were all JTG. I mean, Seward Haas cars should be better depending on the week. But uh, 
you know. And then go to go back to the the manufacturer argument. Atlanta was two Fords, first and second. Brad Keselowski, one of those I forgot to mention, he finished second most recent Super Speedway. But go back to Daytona, Chevrolet, Ford, Toyota, one, two, three. So it it it, it can go both ways. So uh, I wanted to make sure to throw that out there. All right. So there, Cody made me force it. I'll put it in the sheet here before it's all said and done as an official bet. Uh, that way we can recap it on either Sunday night or Monday morning when we recap every week. And if we lose every one of these bets, we'll tell you how we lost every one of these bets, how it was super speedway racing, and you should have done your betting more appropriately. <laughs> uh, I love it. Hey, thanks to the loyal fans out there that love us uh, enough to just basically put up with all of our nonsense every single day. It's it's yeah. refreshing they, in a world full of hate that there's enough love yes. out there. As much as we do focus on on the negative sometimes, there we get so many positive messages in the Discord, people commenting on on the YouTubes, we have our own uh, Matthew fan club, multiple <laughs> Matthews commenting on YouTube videos. So appreciate it. Shout out to you guys. We, we appreciate it. We see you. <laughs> yes, we see you. Discord message, Twitter messages. We love all of you guys. The numbers don't lie. It's obviously <laughs> the, there, there's always going to be the few, right? And I guess you're doing something right if, if somebody hates what you're doing. But uh, shout out to all of you. It's uh, man, again, don't forget you've lost all every one of these bets. Just go sit, enjoy the race. If you get money in your account after the fact, it's a great day. Yeah, and don't go heavier than you're supposed to go. Just, yeah. you know, literally set yourself your limit and stick at it. So, yes, exactly. All right, get out your entire binder. Your, I'm going to go take a coffee break. I was about to say, just <laughs> just grab what you use for your college-ruled uh, notebook and grab that whole thing and get several things of lead out because you're going to need them to, uh, to write down all of the bets. This is where we go over everything we've told you to do uh, and, and to, uh, to try out here. Everything we've told you to take into consideration while you place your own bets. There you go. <laughs> Much better wording. Thank you, Cody. See, look at the, the student has become the teacher. I love it. <laughs> uh, all right. Cody started you out with the suggestions of uh, Riley Herps as a top 10 car at plus 350. He also said Riley's 125 to 1 to win. So, Keep an eyeball on that if you really love danger. Uh, gave you AJ Allmendinger as a top five car at plus 700. I said that Hamlin was going to sit on the pole uh, to start this race at 11 to 1. Cody gave you Kyle Larson over hashtag fade Larson at minus 120. I said Eric Jones was going to finish inside the top 10 at plus 120. Cody said that Austin Hill at plus 700 was going to win Group C, which includes Brad Kozlowski, Kyle Larson, Kyle Busch, Austin Sindrick, and Chase Briscoe. I said Ryan Blaney and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. will be top 10 cars by the end of the day as well, uh, joining Eric Jones, I suppose, at plus 155. Cody gave you McDowell as a top forward at 20-1 to 1 and also doubled down with Zane Smith as a top forward at 35-1. to 1. I said that Ty Gibbs, the rookie, was going to beat Justin Haley, not J.J. Yaley, uh, at minus 120. Cody said, if it's a LaJoy, make it. Uh, he gave you LaJoy as a top Chevy at 30 to 1, uh, top 10 at two, plus 200, top 5 at plus 700, top 3 at 14 to 1, and of course to win at 50 to 1. I said the same Riley Herbst we talked about earlier was going to finish better than Noah Gragson at plus 110. And Cody said to sprinkle something on any one of these, if not multiple. Uh, Elliot at 12 to 1, Kozlowski at 15 to 1, Austin Dillon at 30 to 1, Ty Gibbs at 60 to 1, and then tossed in a Quinella of Harvick and Brad Kozlowski at 90 to 1. 
I said Hamlin and Elliott in a Quinella at 35 to 1. And then I tacked on Ryan Priest at 60 to 1 to win this race. Whew. I, I don't know that I've done that much talking on this entire episode than I did just now. Yeah, I think I did most of the talking, but that's okay. I, <laughs> I get so excited for super speedways. I can't help myself. I can't contain it. It's, man, again, it's place these bets, completely forget about them, have a beer, sit down, enjoy the race. going to be fun. A lot of action, probably some big wrecks. It, it's going to be exciting. Uh, man, I, I can't wait for Sunday. Yeah, and I'll tell you what right now, the 60 to 1 on FanDuel for uh for Priest is much better than the 45 to 1 that's on uh Caesars right now. So see, yeah. this is why. This is why. Shop around. Shop around. Um exactly. All right. Well, this was a super sized episode for a super speedway race. Uh we really do enjoy these. These are a blast to to put together. So, uh because again, just like Cody said, anything can and will happen on these tracks. We will be sweating along with you in the Discord as far as, uh, you know, if these bets are hitting, we'll be happy. Um, I just, I'll go back to the Happy Gilmore thing where he's having a good time with his caddy when he's when he's hitting well, and then he shanks a, a putt or he shanks a hit, and he's throwing his caddy down and hitting him on the ground when he's punching him out. That's how we're going to be all race long with you. That's, that's a pretty good representation of how our Discord looks most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> We're celebrating one moment and then ah, everything sucks the next. And it's a fun ride. <laughs> it is a fun ride. All right, Cody. Well, it is a ride we will take this weekend. But in the meantime, let's leave everybody uh, to go about their way. But remind everybody where they can find you on social media. Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeb. You can find all my work over there. Got a NFL mock draft first round coming out soon. It should. It should. I said it should be out on the last episode, but. It's not out yet, but it will be out momentarily, I'm sure. So make sure you check that out. Uh, check out the F1 Gambling Podcast. We'll hopefully be back with an episode this week, even though F1's taking a fucking spring break, I guess. But, oh, well, that's okay. Check us out over there. And again, come back for the rest of the shows this week. Xfinity was our, our big hits last week. Got a DFS show. We'll uh, have a guest, special guest on later this week as well with no truck series, unfortunately. But uh, going to be a fun week. Looking forward to it bet responsibly please and go Corey LaJoy <laughs> follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. link in the bottom everything I got going on whether it's here whether it's in between media the back road kicking off again this week to talk about Talladega so make sure you join them as well we're going to have a great week for you again hopefully you enjoyed this episode thanks again for watching on YouTube thanks for downloading thanks for subscribing uh, and leaving reviews we see all of it we love all of it keep doing it so until tomorrow Let's go racing and let it ride.